Folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rana McBerta Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show today. We are going to have a great show for you today. As usual, you know how it goes. It's right up to the minute before I'm ready. But you know what? I had a good time today. I got a chance to play a little bit more in the ice this morning with my daughter in the snow on the beach. Hey, it's great. It's great here in Washington, D.C. with this good snowstorm that's out here. People in Washington are stuck on I-95, so I know... They aren't enjoying it, but you know, I tell you what, for this guy from down south who's only seen snow once in, in a while, this was the most I think I've seen in a long time. Anyway, folks, I, I, I got one of my screens set late, so I'm going to be looking up high to figure out what it is that you guys are saying here. Welcome aboard to say, Michael Rutten. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Whoa, Michael, you got some long ones today, my brother. And we have uh, ABQ, we have May Wood says, hello everyone, and happy new year. And I have to tell everyone, happy new year. We have Alistair Waters, hi all, I'm watching from my mobile on YouTube. How can I see full chat responses? Hey, somebody help uh, Alistair with the, with the mobile as far as how you hit, um, see, uh, see the messages. I, I, I can't get to that right this very minute. So please, somebody in the feed. Help her, please. IAVQ says 200 character limit. Annoying. I hear you, brother. I hear you. Avet Avery Herod, my union specialist and union. Love you, girl. Everett Avery Herod is here with us today. Uh, Paravet Bruce is here. Happy New Year. I hope Congress can get something done. I hope so, too. AVQ says Twitch has a 500 character limit. If you want to see more, that is good news to know that Twitch has a larger limit. Okay, folks, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get busy right now and start reading our number one researcher stories. It goes like this. Michael Rotlin says, exclusivo, exclusivo, exclusive. Secret commandos which shoot to kill authority were at the Capitol. Short version, the National Mission Force, a.k.a. Delta Force, were going to go in had the insurrectionists actually done sufficient harm. Our military under the auspices of the Department of Justice had an option of last resort to retake the capital with deadly force. You can expect more about this in the days to come. P.S. My best guess, those operators would have gone in to clear the building and would have left most of the insurrectionist Trumpers bleeding on the ground if January 6th had become a hostage scenario. Michael Rodden also says several cities town plan to hand out COVID tests this week. I checked to see if one of those 500 million mail-to-home tests were available via several websites that offer free testing, such as Pixel Labricorp. Uh, and they all told me to check again tomorrow. Seems like demand is exceeding the supply and will remain so for a few days. That's why we are staying as close to inside as possible. Of course, we're going to go to Costco, but my daughter keeps me very much uh, cleaned up and wear the mask all the time. And no matter that we are triple vaccinated and boosted, I follow the rules and I listen to what she has to say. P.S. As I have a bit of a sore throat, intermittent cough, nothing serious and mildness of annoyances, but have not had myself checked over a year, figured now is a good time as any. Yes, it is. And, you know, I'll tell you my thoughts about that later on. Schumer says, Senate will vote by January 17 on charging, changing rules if GOP continues to block voting right legislation. Republicans aren't afraid to wield power, unlike Democrats. If Dem yeah, you know, Democrats, you hurt me, I'm going, to, I'm going to do it if you pass this bar. You pass that bar. I'm going to hurt you if you pass this bar. I know what you're talking about, man. 
Democrats make a carve out for voting rights, but not build back better to kickstart infrastructure investment. The people would have less reason to come out and vote for us in 2022. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I don't want us pushing that message. I want us to say, yeah, the people don't, didn't get what they want. Because they didn't get what they want from this Congress doesn't mean to stay home. It means in the primaries, elect more progressives. You know, Joe Manchin said that. If you want progressive policies, under our rules, elect enough progressives who can make a difference. And that's what I'm saying. I don't want people to stay home and not vote. I want people to make a difference. So I hear you, Rednin, but let's work. You and I, you and all of us, work to tell people, don't fall into the trap about you don't get this so you don't vote. No, we go vote. And we go vote for progressives in the primaries. And we go and vote for the Democrats in the final tally. Okay, then Republicans will uh, claim hypocrisy and make carve-outs for whatever they want to pass, which is what they do. They did it again for the Supreme Court. To be clear, Republicans won't use the filibuster in good faith for uh, what's best for the country. Republicans will put power and party above people and country every time. If the Democrats want to make take in filibuster, they have to enact two rules with it. First, whoever is speaking must stay on topic. And second, whoever is speaking cannot tell a provable lie. If either of these simple rules are broken, an objection will be made and the time will expire. I agree. Look, folks, I want to tell you something, though. I, I, I'm tired of the filibuster, period. We need to just get rid of it. Okay, Michael says, Egberto Bernie Sanders has the last one I hope you read out in full. Of course I'm going to read your stuff out in full, Michael. Have I ever not read your stuff out in full if it's not something that's you know, maybe most people know already. Let's get busy. Our New Year's resolution for 2022, to rise up and fight back. Corporate greed and class warfare are crushing working people. No one is going to save us. We need to rise up together as we begin this year, 2022, in these unprecedented times. I know it's easy to give into despair. We are facing a raging pandemic with seemingly no end in sight. We are rapidly moving toward oligarchy. And while income and wealth inequality grows, millions struggle to obtain the basic necessities of life. We have a dysfunctional healthcare system with more than 84 million uninsured or underinsured and nearly one out of four unable to afford prescription drugs. Climate change is ravaging the planet. And systemic racism and other forms of bigotry continue to eat away at the fabric of our society. We have a corrupt, corrupt political system in which corporate money buys elections and a mainstream media that largely ignores the pain that ordinary people experience. And in the midst of all of this, Republicans across the country are working overtime trying to undermine democracy by making it harder to people for people of color, young people, and those who oppose them to vote in our next elections. In other words, the challenge we face are enormous and it is easy to understand why many may fall into depression and cynicism. This is a state of mind, however, that we must resist. Not only, not only for ourselves, but for our kids and future generations, the stakes are just too high. Despair is not an option. We must stand up and fight back. Bernie then goes on to list all the strikes and union battles that were won against corporate greed last year for the benefits of the working class. It's a long list that would take a few minutes to read out. Suffice it to say, we currently have three existential battles that we can't lose sight of nor give up for other two. The fall of democracy, the pandemic, and global warming. AVQ, thank you 
for bringing that to our attention. Maywood, Alistair McAllister, AVQ, Yvette Averett, I think I saluted you all already, including Bruce Pollard. Nanette Birdsmith, welcome aboard. All right, let's see. Bruce, I trust that you're feeling much better now. Eric Hayes says, why does Schumer and his ilk want to change the rules now? Because they don't want what will happen in November 22. I agree. That's a fact. But you know what? I believe in democracy. Why should we let a minority of the country control the policies that everybody else voted for? More than 8 million pe more people voted for Democrats than they did for Republicans. Those senators that make up 50, uh, Senate, 50 Senate senators represent less than half of the entire country. Those little states that they represent are controlling what most of us want. Is that fair? No. Is it legal? Yes. Are there ways around it? Yes. So when you tell us that we are wrong for going around it, when you guys are using policies to hurt us all, I'm sorry we can't accept it. And I hope more Democrats would get pelotas to get it done, to actually get something done. Carl Cox says, Brother Carl here, welcome aboard, Brother Carl. To shave or not to shave? That is the question, and I did shave Today, I used the, well, the nice, beautiful gift my wife gave me for shaving. I wanted to shave it yesterday, but hey, I want to see how long it could go. All right, Harry Hayes, in 2017, doomsday to democracy. Now he wants to do what he preached against 2017 because of power and having it all on one side. No, uh, it's not about having it on one side. It's about the people wanting what we want to provide, but the senators and their plutocratic leaders not wanting to get it there. That's what it's all about, folks. Not about trying to do something. Everything that we're doing is sanctioned. Sanctioned by the people who supported us. Don't forget that. Please don't forget that. Eric Hayes says, government getting in the way of COVID-related things like healing people and Fauci having too much power. The CDC has been so ineffective and inefficient for messaging to just share not knowing what to do. And this is prime example. I don't need to read that because you guys are living in an alternate state of reality. Don't worry, I have relatives as well that are there. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play my piece in a little bit. In a little bit. Let's see what else we have here. Um, Eric Hayes, you're reading sources whose primary mode of operation is to piss off conservatives over culture war nonsense, getting you to kick down wild corp. Uh, and you know what? I'm gonna, all of you that have left me a message now, I want to play a piece that I just did today after receiving a note from a family member, it kind of kicked me into high ground. Actually, to put it bluntly, I was nice in my response, but it really pissed me off because when, when your own relatives are succumbing to the fraudsters, when your own relatives are succumbing to the fraud out there that's getting people killed, the evidence, the numbers are all there. Why? Why is that occurring? And, I, and, and this kind of goes into also what... Uh, what brother brother Eric Hayes is talking about. So let's go ahead and get busy and show in this video and then we will move on on the other side, mis hermanos y mis hermanas. The purpose of vaccines is to ensure you don't die from a disease or you're not severely maimed from a disease. It's not to say that that vaccine is going to stop you from getting a little snizzle from that particular virus or bacteria or whatever, it is simply there to teach your immune system how to fight that disease 
if your immune system encounters that disease. If your immune system encounters a disease, it actually means that the disease has touched you. If the disease has touched you, it probably means that if you're tested for that disease or that pathogen while it is in you that you're going to test positive. A lot of people are like, you don't, why take the vaccine? You're going to still test positive. Well, that's a good possibility. But again, you live. The probability of you living are orders of magnitudes larger than if you don't take the vaccine. Why am I telling you this? this consider this a service announcement, a health service announcement. Because today, once again, we had to lose somebody in the prime of their lives because, or recently I should say, because they decided to follow the memes. They decided to follow all that is silly. They decided to follow those people that have no right, no purpose in, somebody, in making other people healthy. So what am I talking about? I went ahead and found this article, not found, in my just perusing of my Daily Coast website, which I do every day, I post there as well, come across this article. Another victim of the GOP death cult. It's amazing. The people who cherish lives, they claim, they would never, they would never want that fetus in the womb to be harmed. But still, they do things and support things that kill human beings. Another victim of the GOP death cult by Green Asteroid from Daily Coast. What does this article says? It says, Kelly Ermby, former Orange County GOP State Assembly candidate and deputy DA, dies of COVID-19. The writer should have led this story as follows. During the pandemic, MB remained an ardent and vocal opponent of COVID-19 vaccination mandates. As recently as December 4th, she spoke up against such mandates during a rally outside Irvin City Hall. Imagine that. Less than a month ago, she was out there fighting against it. Fighting against it. Now she's dead. There's nothing that matters more than our freedoms right now, Ernby said. Well, she's free, all right. She's dead. I guess she has no more debts, right? But we let, join, uh, we let John Fleischman, former executive director of the California Republican Party and longtime Orange County GOP activist, have the last word. She was very passionate about her love for politics, for America and the Republican Party. She really became part of the fabric of our party. We are really going to miss her. It's very sad. And the article, the, the author of the article ends with a prescient statement. Another GOP assisted death. Now, those of you who will try to pull straws, those of you who would try to find evidence everywhere you can just to dispute the validity of taking a vaccine, just to dispute your freedoms from taking vaccines, Go find all these, all these, these out, outliers. Go find those, that one or two people who had an outbreak and died, likely because of something else. Go try to interpret a statistic that says 
that the Pfizer vaccine killed 10,000 people without acknowledging the fact that those 10,000 people would have died whether they had the vaccine or not because the, the death really had nothing to do with the vaccine but some other reason. People die every day. And try to equate that to the vaccine. And because of that, you decide to tell you, your loved ones, your families, not to protect yourself as you harm the rest of the people around you. Find a reason. All you're doing is you're being a part of the death cult. You are being a part of the death cult for willfully choosing, willfully choosing to support, willfully choosing to believe, willfully choosing to forget that you have gray matter that matters in between your ears. Remember that, uh, you know, I mean, too many people just to be, or, or just because they hope to be right, will do all the wrong things. Just because they don't want to admit, I screwed up, I followed the wrong person, how could I possibly do that? You know, um, so I, I just want to, I, I want to sort of, Re, uh, read a message that I, I, I kind of placed out there to folks about this issue because I, I, I didn't quite say this in there but I want to say it now I am going to read what I wrote and, and bear with me one second as I pull it up because it's not easy and I said I said I know truth and facts that I would be it would be derelict if I didn't take this issue on up in real why would one choose to believe a guy or people uh, when we have data to show what real outcomes are suffice it to say there is a reason I am glad many of these charlatanes get kicked off of social media why am I glad because they depend on the gullibility of people and they use that gullibility to kill people it is social media that that helps them do it it's great that social media is getting some modicum of responsibility from those who have used outliers to do other things, right? It is not likely willful ignorance on the part of those clowns. It really isn't. Because one thing we know is that the anti-vax movement is likely more profitable than the evil that is the big pharma movement. We know the big pharma rips you off, you know? The big pharma rips you off, right? But the anti-vax movement not only rips you off, it gets you killed. So, I mean, they're both evil. And too many people succumb to that. You know, I'm a progressive. I'm not a Darwinian at all. I'm a progressive. But unlike many of my compatriots who gets a certain amount of joy from knowing that the deaths are correlated to people on the other side and if more of them die, there will be less of them to vote. I don't think like that. I love humanity as a humanist. I can't think like that. I love my brothers and sisters, whether they're Republicans, Democrats, anarchists, whatever. Hell, even those that are partaking of the KKK, I want to help them out. Because I know the utter fear and misery they're living in with their minds so trastornados. I know it. The poor souls are living that fear that irrational fear that somebody's taking something 
that they never ever really had, that somebody else makes them believe they had and somebody else is taking it up. We have been, we have been simply fooled by so many. And so many of us just go ahead and take it. And that's what I'm saying, people. Those of you that are listening to Politics Unright, remember, we don't fall for that. We love everybody. We bring everybody into the fold. Let's remember that. Let's remember that. Okay, going back to my, my commentary on, all, uh, on what you're saying here. Egberto, you're going to like my fourth comment from Bernie. What's your fourth comment from Bernie? I thought that's what I read. That's what I read, senor. Correctamente. Okay. Eric says, pushback affects science nowadays. Uh, KVU, I don't know what that is about. COVID test. Look, I'm not going to go into that. You know, the COVID, and the COVID question has been answered. We don't know all the answers, but what we know is the charlatanes are just that. Charlatanes who are getting people killed. I'm not touching that subject anymore. This is not a uh, maybe this, maybe that. This is not one side says this, one the other side said this. The, the, the sides that are pushing anti-vax memor uh, uh, memorabilia decide that they're simply kooks. And when I say kooks, I'm not talking about my friends who are following them. I'm talking about the people who have the gall to get people killed by the way they do things. So I am not even going to entertain anybody who tells me, check this out, check this out. I'll only entertain it in the form of saying... Anybody who follows that or signing a death wish. Those of you that are on face on, on YouTube, please give me that thumbs up. I, there are a lot of you there, but not, not enough thumbs up to get this stuff going. So please, folks, I, I beg of thee, give us a thumbs up. If you are on, on Facebook Live, please go ahead and give us a check, uh, meaning a like, all that good stuff, and share it. If you're on Twitter, please go ahead and follow Egberto Willis. Please follow Egberto Willis on Twitter if you are there, right there, my brothers and sisters. Peggy Lopez says... Hi all, no longer news yet. Churches closed down, warm sleeping areas for unhoused here because of COVID and another unhoused died last night from the cold. Sorry to hear that. I know, I know that that touches. Um, I, I, I hope, I hope that you get, uh, that everyone out there get everything together. Linda Jo Kessinger says, has every, hi, hey everyone, happy new year. Happy new year to you too, my dear Linda. Uh, let's see, I, I leave that conversation between May Wood and Eric Hayes. Tom C. says, hi, Eric Hayes, tried your link and got, uh-oh, page not found. The page you're looking for doesn't exist or has been removed. Daily Wire is a biased right-wing site. It's not only a right-wing site, it's an evil site because of the way they write. I mean, they, I mean, they get people killed, let's just be honest about it. Uh, Peggy Lopez says, today in 1847, Samuel Colt, sold his first revolver to the U.S. government. Under 200 years later, we have come to be in the country with the most shooting debts per capita. Yeah, in other words, we are more dangerous than some of the countries where terrorism we claim exists. Eric Hayes says, not what has been messaged as the vaccines were the cure all. Yes, they help, but why is the government buying up all the monotherapy and pushing the new pills? I have a friend who got Delta and took a steroid shot and... Uh, Hydrocolide and was better in two days. Oh, I wonder if he would have better been better in one day if he had taken nothing that nothing at all. We don't know that, but what we do know is that. And again, in in the, in the message that I says, it is clear people don't understand double-blind studies and don't understand statistics. Giving me some empirical information that you have a friend who took hydrochloroquine and and suddenly got better doesn't say a darn thing. That's not an experiment. That's not scientific. That's empirical. And the scientific studies that have been done says hydrochloroquine is bunk. So please, Carl Cox, anti-vaxxers 
also opposed. You know, it, what drives me crazy, and, and, and I want to talk to you guys about this. These, and, and I'm talking about these people don't understand how crazy it makes them seem. You would go and stiff, stick all kind of crap into your arms. Some crazy doctor tells you to stick uh, horse radish into your, into your bloodstream. Some other clown tells you to stick, to drink bleach. Some other one tells you to put light into your orifices. Some other one tells you to inject yourself with some other crazy thing. No real scientific experiment, no body of studies. And you do it. And then you have a scientist that come and tell you, we have studied this, we have done a double-blind study, we have X amount of people in the study, this is what the study results tell you. And you complain about it, about, well, we don't believe it. Well, why would you believe some a quack that just tries these things out and not believe a scientific study? Look. There are groups in this country who will say, well, you know what, what studies have done? They've used the syphilis experiment on certain kinds of people. They have left other kinds of people not, uh, not get the medication. That's a different story altogether. You know, it behooves me that America, this country that I came to, that I chose to make my country, that we always looked at the bastion, not only of freedom, but the best thing of people getting more intelligent and intelligent. We were dumb during the slavery days and we continue to get more intelligent. Why would we want to get dumb again? Why would we want to get dumb again? Nanette Bird-Smith, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see, Jane Collins says, Thank you, Egberto. Welcome to Politics Done Right, Jane Collins. Michael Rodman says, Does Eric Hayes understand what a banana republic actually is? It's when a corporation takes over your country and makes people work to produce for starvation wages. Oh, uh-oh. Point taken. Carl Cox says, Maywood is correct. Uh, Michael Rennie says, ours is the only first world nation with more guns than people. Deb Danny, welcome aboard. Texas governor begging federal assistance now for COVID response. Oh, you mean Texas can't handle its own business when they refuse the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act that has gotten many of their people killed? Wow. Michael Rennie said, Berto, there are two images I'd ask to put on the screen. First, more guns than people. Let's see if that qualifies as something I can put on the screen. And if it does, you know that I will. Let's see what we have here. Paravet, paravet, paravet. Oh, that is something I can definitely put on the screen. Senor Rodnin, assuming that I can go ahead and find, uh, you know, um, I, I, every time I go to this layout, now I have to go ahead and do a, a new setup. You guys really make me work, but you know what? That's what I'm here for. So let me go ahead and try to get that on the screen for you the right kind of way. I think I can. You, you know that? You remember that, that thing? I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Well, guess what? I think I can. And there you go. Uh, there's that, that chart that you want on the screen. All right. U.S. stands out among the world's wealthy nations. Number of civilian firearms per 100. United States and, o, uh, and OECD nations. United States has the most. Mira eso, señores. Mira eso. I don't think it's something to be happy about. Not at all. But anyhow, that's where we got. What else have you got, Rudnan, that you want on the screen? Let's see what else we got. If the researcher says he found something worth putting on the screen, let's put it on the screen. Let's put the other Oh, whoa, that's a good one. Uh, let's get that one up for people to see the disparity. All right, check that out, guys. 
Uh, whoops, let me back that off a bit. That is uh, that is simply why is it so big? All right, check that out. Uh, France uh, homicides in 15 industrialized country 5.1. Look at that, three times the closest rival. That is a shame. Finland, Canada, Belgium all come way under any kind of homicide rates that we have. Yeah, so um, you change the discussion a little bit, Rudden, but that's okay. Let's go ahead and continue what we're talking here. All right, folks, um, let's see where we're at. We're at 230. Oh, wow, we're at 233 already. All right, Bruce Pollard says, new Houston-based vaccines might be cheaper and more available. We need to vaccinate people around the world who want it. We do because it's an international world and people flying all the time. Michael Rudden says, Eric Hayes, your research consists of reading conspiracy mills and then you tell me to do my own research. I'm laughing. Well, that's between you and him. Eric says, please tell us what the almighty Rudden has to report. Please share. Well, actually, um, Rudden likes to do a lot of reading and I respect people who do reading as long as that reading is productive. And since I've learned much from much of the stuff that he's brought to the screen, he has a special time in our hearts here. Thank you. Deb Denny says, time to do your ask. Thank you, Deb Debney. I will do my ask right now. Folks, if you are watching us on YouTube, please click the join button and become a part of our PDR Posse on YouTube. If you don't see that join button, please go ahead and support us via politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Alternatively, you can support us on Patreon. Patreon is another platform that raises money for people that do this kind of work that we do. politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N for our uh, podcast listeners. politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. You know, one of the best ways that we, you can support us as well is via PayPal. You can either do a one-time contribution or PayPal now have the option that says, I want to give him X amount of dollars uh, to support this show, uh, you know, on a monthly basis. That would be fine. Kind of help us budget a little bit better for what we need to get done. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. You can get our books, our books. I'm, I tell you what, let me tell you, you can go uh, to our store and get our hoodies and all of that, uh, and hoodies and masks and T-shirts, all of that, cups, all of that at our, at our, at our store. So just go to politicsandright.com slash store, or you can visit our store at, at uh, YouTube as well. They sell the same, basically the same product. Now, I want to tell you why I would love for you to get our books. Yes, getting our books support us. It helps us defray all these costs, etc., but it's a, all three of them. You can get them individually or get all three. How do, I mean, uh, as I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. Why do you need that book? That teaches you all that you need to know about the economy and what's dysfunctional within this capitalist structure, this unfettered capitalist structure. As I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. The second book, how to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. Why do you need that one? Well, you've learned all that you need to learn about the economy. You know all the flaws, etc. But you have to communicate this to your right-wing brother, sister, and otherwise. You communicate that to them in a way that they are receptive to listen to, and you make the change. You help make the change. Hell, buy a book for them too, right? Tell them, hey, check out Egberto. And you know what is the other thing with getting these books? You have a direct access to the author. And when I say direct access, I mean it. You ask anybody in this room who've sent me personal emails, whether they get a response, and I don't mean just a, hi, okay, thank you response, but some thought into it. I'm not sufficiently large that I can't handle 
the, the emails. Yeah, I'm, I'm working 16 hours a day and I, I handle a lot of emails every day. But even if we grow hugely, I will still make sure to handle the emails and even get some of you to help me filter the emails to know which one needs specific attention and, and which one can be used tertiary attention, etc. So how do, uh, as I see it, cla I mean, um, how to talk to your right wing relative friends and neighbor. It's worth it. That's the name of the book. And the third book is How to Make America Utopia. How to Make America Utopia. I mean, you've, 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 you've learned how the economy works and the flaws in the economy. You've learned how to talk to your right wing relatives, friends and neighbors. Now you have to aspire for something. What do we aspire for? That is How to Make America Utopia. Take away the economy from those who rigged it. That is the idea between in, 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 in the, three, uh, the three books are coming towards the three books. So thank you so kindly, Dev, for reminding me to do my ask. And folks, please go ahead and get my books at politicsdoneright.com slash books. Wait a minute. E2247 says, Hola, parientes. ¿Qué hice? ¿Qué comer? Wow. You're saying, hey, parents, what did I do? What's to eat? Wow. Are you trying to, and not only that, you're using the correct uh, under, under question mark and over question mark. I'm impressed, E2247. No, no sabía que eras Latino. <laughs> I'm just playing with you, man. All right. Carl Cox says, Egberto does indeed respond to emails. Good for him. Courtney, the SLP, says, Greetings, PDR Posse. Good job on the likes to viewers ratio. Thank you so kindly. Folks, 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 folks. Keep liking this stuff, man. We need more likes. We need more likes and we need more thumbs up. And we need more live viewers. So tell your folks about this show going. E2247 says, yay. Michael says, the United States is one of the only countries in the world with a cash ball system that is dominated by commercial bail bondsmen. The system discriminates against people of color and the poor and it's in dire needs of reform. Some states and cities are making progress, but much more work is needed to Bring fairness to this corner of the criminal justice system. Pre-trial detainees make up about 70% of the U.S. jail population, approximately 536,000 people. Many of them are only there because they can't afford bail. Sad, sad, sad. Okay, I wanted to give you another video. A GOP governor, here's what he had to say. I think you'll find this enlightening. I think this is one I actually did at... I think I did this video while I was with my daughter at rehab. Check this out. Men oh, are democracy will not be easy. If we are to do it, it's going to, re it's going to require that people on all sides, including Republicans, take a stance. And guess what? We have some Republican governors that are doing just that. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Last year's attack on the Capitol has done little to distance the majority of the Republican Party from the former president. But there are a small number who speak out, denouncing the attack and those who instigated it. One of those Republicans is Governor Larry Hogan of Maryland, and he is here with me now. Thank you so much for joining me. Happy New Year to you. Uh, let's start with what Happy polls are showing uh, about Republican voters. They overwhelmingly believe the election lies that fueled the Capitol attack, and Republican candidates across the country are playing into the, that belief and trying to win primaries that way. So can American democracy survive when these lies have been become so deeply ingrained in your party? Well, it's a great question, Dan. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I continue to speak up and, and tell the truth about, you know, what happened, because I think it's, uh, it's critically important. I mean, it's, it's frankly, it's crazy that uh, that many 
uh, people believe that, uh, uh, you know, things that just simply aren't true, that they believe a, a, a different version of reality. But look, let's face it, there's been an amazing amount of uh, disinformation that's been spread over the past year. And and many people are consuming that disinformation and believing it as if it's fact. Uh, to, to think that uh, the violent uh, protesters who uh, who attacked the Capitol are uh, our seat of democracy on January 6th was just tourists, you know, looking at statues. It's insane that anyone could watch that on television and believe that's what happened. We spent- and that is what we're going to need a lot of. We're going to need a lot of people coming out and doing exactly what the governor just did. I think he should be commended. He's going to take a lot of flack for it, but it doesn't really matter. Anybody who cares about the country would actually see exactly what he did. But you know what? It's one of the wonderful things that I see out of this interview. She actually used the word lie. That in effect, and I don't know if you remember, for for decades, they wouldn't use the word lie. Well, they're using the words lie now successfully. Let's hope it's just not too late. Let's hope we can save what is left. Let's hope we can save what is left of the country. I am pretty sure we can do it. If, uh, if I weren't so sure... I wouldn't have dedicated myself to this. I would have. I would have continued to. I would have moved my. I would have moved my sole proprietorship, which was a what I would consider. Well, it ha, it's a free enterprise. My company was not a free enterprise. Con, I mean, was not a capitalist company. It was a free enterprise company. Very big difference. The other day, I had to explain to my daughter exactly why. Uh, you know, things like uh, Willie's Computer Software Company was was uh, was a free enterprise company and not capitalist. All business is not, uh, is not, uh, does not have that gross attack on people. If you are the person that creates something and you're the person that profits from something, uh, you, you, sh- you are deserving of that profit. But you also have to remember that the profit that you are making is uh, partially on the backs of others and I think I've, I've given all of you that uh, whatever successes I had in business when I was in the business of making software, the business of making cards, etc., I've always atoned. I've always said, thank you, Texas taxpayers, for the University of Texas. I've always said, thank you, uh, taxpayers, for giving, giving the infrastructure necessary for me to have been able to have a business. It's not me alone who did it we did it and once you start to think that way only a psychopath can be then a billionaire because it means you are on billionaire on the backs of others all those billions that you have are monies not otherwise paid for somebody who did it for you please remember that we have to change the method of thinking. I, I, you'll hear me say this day after day after day after day. I want people to build up their, their oomph to be able to say, I am worthy. Your billions were made by me, you, and everybody else. You could not do it without us. The differential of you creating and me buying is not billions of dollars. We have to remember this economic system was a man-made economic system, a man-made economic system to simply benefit a few. 
until you actually get the lies out of your head that somehow we all have equal access to success. Until we get the lie out of your heads that this is a meritocracy and not realize that you have to be invited in, they will always continue to rule us. Anyhow, Parabel, Eric says, have 10 months left and looks like most retirements, etc. There would be a huge shift in the house. Then what happens? I don't know. You know what's so funny? For all of you de- Republicans, my brothers and sisters, who are hoping that the Democrats lose big in 2022. Be careful that you get it. Because you know, who are go- you know who's going to suffer the most if Democrats lose? Republicans. And that is a funny... I think, I, I, you know, I would have a slogan right now. Who will lose the most if Democrats lose in November? Republicans. They're the poorest people. You go into all the rural areas, it's they who are going to lose. It's their hospitals who are closing down because of Republican policies. And you know, I cannot understand why Democrats don't know how to campaign. I would be in Yoakum, Texas. I would be in Brenham, Texas. I would be in Timbuktu, Texas. I would be in Timbuktu, Arizona. I would be in Timbuktu, West Virginia. Saying, you want your Republican life? Vote Democrat. Because that hospital that's going to close down because of the Affordable Care Act that nobody wants, that even your Republican governor is trying to get now, it's gone. Bye-bye. They don't care about you. You are there talking about critical race theory. They want you talking about that because they don't want you talking about them closing your hospitals. But you're going to vote for them. And here we have Brother Eric Hayes. Let's see what you're going to do 10 months when we take over. Yeah, when we take over, you're going to go broke. That's what's going to happen. When Republic, if Republicans were to win in November, the people that will hurt the most, the people that will get the most ill will, the people that will get the least are Republicans. I mean, so you guys can sit down there and say, oh, we're going to win in, we're going to win in November. You better hope you don't. You better hope you don't win. Because if you lose, you can at least complain. You Democrats are fools. You Democrats are this. But you'll still be getting the cash that Democrats are trying to recover from the thieves for you. Right? At least we don't have a problem recovering the theft. You like to live in your land of fantasy somehow. Okay? So, you know, hope that we lose. You will pay. Eric says, Egberto, can you spend your way out of all this with more debt? Yes, you can. Learn economics. Yes, you can. We can do two things to spend our way out. We can, we can accumulate a lot more debt. We have a 600 to $800 billion debt slack that we have without causing inflation. Talk to uh, Kelton, uh, Stephanie Kelton, the economist who really knows economics because everything that she's spoken about including with uh, Richard Wolf has come to pass, right? Because they, they talk about how the economy really works as opposed to the lie that business schools are, uh, that need to teach business people so that they continue the, 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 the indentured servitude and the antiseptic slavery that occurs right now. So yes, sir. Stephanie Kelton, Richard Wolf, check them out. Good economists. I've interviewed Richard Wolf several times. I hear from him at least two or three times a month, check him out. Okay? 
All right, let's see. Uh, Michael Rennan says, what will Republicans do to help the people if they get in power? Nothing. That's a problem. Republicans only care about power. And the thing about it is, the poorest people in this country are Republicans. That's why they're pissed. Because here's what's so funny, right? Republicans go into the rural areas. And they tell our rural area brothers and sisters, those people in the cities are taking your birthright. They're taking away your money. They're taking away your cash. Okay? But it's not true, right? We want, we want Medicare for all, which will make sure, sure that somebody that lives in Timbuktu, Georgia, or Timbuktu, Alabama, don't have to drive into Jacksonville, don't have to drive into Atlanta to see a good doctor in a hospital. We want to make sure those hospitals exist throughout the country. These guys don't want that kind of stuff. They want capitalism to work, which says we can't put a hospital in a sparsely populated area. So we put it where it's more efficient for us to live and all of that and let those damn rural folks drive into town. And if, they, if they're in a car crash, mm, because it takes them an hour to get to the closest class one medical center or whatever it's called, they'll just die. So your people, meaning the Republican politicians, kill you, they take your money and all of that, and you vote for them. You vote for them. Is that insanity? And you vote on them because they bring up cultural issues. They, those, those, those liberals want abortions. Oh, really? Hmm. Hey, Paul Fleming, welcome aboard. Those liberals want women to have abortions. But did you say you wanted freedom so everybody controlled your body? Isn't that what you said? Hmm. I don't know. I thought that's what we said. Michael says government in the pair of it's a pair of last resort. There's an economic downturn. It's government's responsibility to spend their way out of the problems. If there's more supply than demand, there will be no inflation. Exactly. And that is what they don't teach. Whenever, whenever I hear a politician say, I want to I want our government to run like a business. Or I want our government to balance its book like, like mom and dad has to balance their check book. If I hear a politician say that, that is disqualifying. That means they do not understand economics. That means they do not understand anything related to money and how a, a country that has sovereign currency works. And that means they should not hold political office because their policies will do exactly what it has done to poor and middle class Americans today. And that is what we must learn. One other video I got to put out there and this one has to do with, uh, let, let me see which one I'm going to do. Why we allow these guys to get away with it. Let me go ahead and play Chuck Todd. It's the new year, but you know, sometimes things just continue the same way over and over again. I want you to listen to this interview that Chuck, well, it's a snippet of the interview between Chuck Todd and Congressman Mayor of Michigan. And this is important because, believe it or not, when you create this type of narrative, it gives others the, the, the reason, it gives others the rationale to do wrong. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Legitimize our democracy. Does that concern you? Does that do you share that uh, fear and view? 
I do. Uh, but I also see another party that's trying to delegitimize our democracy in far less dramatic ways, uh, at least, you know, not guys with Viking hats, you know, bare chested running into the Capitol, but calling for packing the Supreme Court, calling for abolishing the Senate and frankly doing the same thing, the same justifications that I saw uh, from some members of my party after the riots last summer. They say, well, why is it so bad that we stormed the Capitol? You know, they were the ones burning down these cities, the sense of riot envy. Now we have this delegitimizing envy Mm. where, again, it is creating a reciprocal reaction. I think this is all incredibly dangerous. I think the threat of violence is probably more pronounced on the right today. But that does not mean the left is not capable as well. And that is what we need to cease. We need to cease this opportunity that has been grabbed at to expand the field of contest in the field of play where instead of working within institutions, we seek to destroy and delegitimize the institutions themselves. Can the Republican Party survive uh, Donald Trump becoming the nominee one more time? Well, if by survive you mean win elections, um, I think they can. Uh, If by survive you mean offering a cohesive governing ideology, some modicum of alliance to principles, I think that's something that's going to be a larger project. I mean, and notice, uh, after he made those accusations or those, those false equivalences, Chuck Todd just wait, went into another mode. Do you think Donald Trump could still uh, win? If he, if he, let, let's, let's, let's first clear things up. Uh, the January 6th in, in, insurrectionists attempted to overthrow the United States government. They attempted a violent coup. He then equated that to BLM protests wanting to make the Senate more fair, meaning meaning not little states being able to control the whole agenda of the country. And thirdly, a Supreme Court that where many of the Democratic choices were stolen by the Republicans. In other words, they stole several seats from Democrats. Punto y final. There are no arguments about that. So what he's trying to equate, an attempted coup, with a logical coup that the Republicans have already effected on America, that said that most senators from small states block what most Americans want, that is a soft coup. That Mitch McConnell and Republicans were able to stuff, pack the Supreme Court with, with, with uh, justices that were undeserving justices whose time had not come justices they had no right to appoint given that there was a democratic president to appoint that is a soft coup that we have a protest in the streets and you attempt to make a protest on on the streets for the necessity of having equal justice under the law in this country by wanting to equate that with others is completely unfair. So again, the Republicans have already effected two soft coups and injustice on the people. And somehow, Chuck Todd allows it to pass by this confused Republican congressman stating, well, you know, it's, it's bad. January 6th is bad. You know, it, they, they want to delegitimize institutions. But let's not give Democrats a pass because they want to do it as well. They want to make the Senate more fair. That's not good. They want to make the Supreme Court more fair. That's not good. And they don't want they don't want any protest. They want to create protests because we want to continue harming people of color. We want to continue harming the poor. So if they want to mitigate all those things, we can understand why others want to coup. I mean, 
Choctaw was handed on a platter, a way to dispel the false equivalences that is that is all over this country that gives these people the, the belief that what they're doing is right. And did he do it? No. He just moved on and said, could, could Donald Trump win another race? To which this, the congressman justifiably says, and is correct, based on the undemocratic nature of America, based on a, an electoral college, based on, a, on a unfair redistricting policies, Yes, Donald Trump, if we don't have an, a, a, a huge win for Democrats and progressives in 22 and 24, yes, Donald Trump and the fascist could be president again. We got to realize that, yep, and that's why we do what we do. That's why we work now. That's why I ask you guys to share this stuff. And this is why I tell you, go into a grocery store and you hear a conversation, be a part of the conversation. You hear people that are misinformed, nicely approach them, give them respect, but talk to them. You want to learn how to do that kind of stuff, how to make America, or rather, uh, it's worth it how to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. My book, I've told a lot of stories, I don't have the time to do it right now, given that we only have one minute left to go. So let me read what you guys have written real quickly. And it goes like this. Um, let's see. Let's see. Government spending during World War II got us out of the Great Depression. True. Michael Rennes says abolishing the Senate. Home. Oh, there is an idea. Combine the two houses of Congress into one. Smaller states will still benefit, will have their say, but it won't be such a disproportionate representation. I would love that because they don't deserve that say. Paul Fleming says, I have to have a bridge put in my mouth that costs 4800 $13. My insurance won't cover this type. My dentist wants to put in, so I get to go. I get the codes to the type accepted. The people without health care are screwed. Exactly. Merrick Gerland says Merrick Gerland should have been on the Supreme Court back in 2016. Republican obstructionists earned Trump an extra seat. Republicans are already have already packed the court. True. Paul Fleming says research shows that people protesting in the streets increases police safety. E2247 says, government spending during World War II got us out of the Great Depression with Kurt LeMay carpet bombing civilians in paper homes and using a nuke WMD. That's another story that I need to talk about. Uh, the volume is low. The volume is low. Really? I didn't know the volume was low. Okay. Uh, Deb Denny says, is this Saturday your Q&A or did I miss it? No. We're doing because the last Saturday was New Year's. I postponed it one week. So, uh, ask Egberto anything is this week on Saturday. Please remember to show up, folks. Go sign up. I, I put it out in my newsletter every day. Please, well, I think I put it. Well, I put it out in my Substack newsletter. I'm going to send out a newsletter. I'll put it in a newsletter today as well, or rather, that goes forward. I have to remember to do that. Another task to do. Merritt is now DOJ helping the current administration. It's, uh, I think, it, Merrick. I think you mean Merrick, brother. Anyhow, we're at the end of the show. It's 5 o'clock. So, folks, I want to ask you one last time. Please go ahead and support the program. Go ahead and go to politicsunright.com slash PayPal to support us on PayPal. politicsunright.com slash PayPal to support us on Patreon. politicsunright.com slash Patreon to support us on YouTube 
politicsandright.com slash YouTube and to find out all the different ways in which you can support the show and make sure that we get uh, get all our message out, politicsandright.com slash support. But please don't forget also, I beg of thee, share, share the, share the blogs, share, you know, I have newsletters, books, blogs, newspaper articles, blog articles, I'm all over putting out this message, trying to populate the internet with progressive message that needs your support. Rodman is leaving us right at the end again. He lasted till five. He didn't have to wait till five till five this time. Folks, Nanette Birdsmith says, Team Ashley Strong. Thank you, Egberto. Thank you, Nanette Birdsmith. Thank you all for being here with me. I could not at all do this without you. Support the program. We do need your support to keep doing this. Share, 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 share. I still have, uh, what time is it? Five o'clock. I still have another eight hours. No, actually nine hours to go. A lot of stuff to do in that time. We are going to get busy. Look, folks, uh, my name is Egberto Willis, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.